0: This is the Design Spark Podcast. Yes, that's right, the Design Spark Podcast. Lucy Rogers, Beck, Hill and Harriet Brain. We are the presenters so you'll be entertained as we talk about tech and we have a good laugh about the past and the present and the future and stuff. This is the Design Spark Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Design Spark podcast, where we explore the past, present, and future of some of the hottest topics in tech. I'm Dr. Lucy Rogers, the inventor with a sense of fun. I'm Beck Hill, the stand up with a sense of pun. And I'm Harriet Brain, the musical historian.
2: <laughs>
1: this episode, we'll be taking a look at the future of medical technology to answer the most important question of them all Could you hack my heart? Or terrifying Anytime (laughs) Good question, Beck But first, let's check the facts It's time for facts It's time for facts Fact time, it's time for facts You want some facts? I want some facts Well that's lucky because it's fact time did you know more than a million pacemakers and more than two hundred thousand defibrillators are implanted each year? Defibrillate. I've never had to say that out loud. <laughs> Defibrillate. Aren't they the things where? Did j- you j- clear? Poof, yeah, in the sh- green boxes. Clear. Poof, and they're implanted. Would well, they come? They're small, huge. They do come smaller. Are they? So,
2: see,
0: <laughs>
3: I'm imagining them looking like boobs, but a big metal. <laughs> boobs. Oh. You Planted on my
0: chest yeah. right there. And you can it's repel people with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like when someone hugs you and you don't want them yeah, to. Exactly.
1: <laughs> half a million pacemakers were recalled in 2017 due to fears that they... Oh, they're... I remember them.
3: That was, I, was just re- I was just recalling half a million <laughs> pacemakers. <laughs> all of them you know them all by name don't you yeah Yeah. I like that I I open by saying a comedian with a sense of pun and yet everyone's surprised when I do them (laughs) (laughs) we thought she was the smart one
1: no Anyway, all these half a million pacemakers were recalled in 2017 due to fears that their lax cybersecurity could be hacked to run the batteries down or even alter the patient's heartbeat. Oh, you can make people think they're in love yes. with you. Yeah, no. make your heart go all flutter. They're
3: like, oh, my heart's got all the flutter. And you're like... It's yeah. <laughs> with your little,
2: little
3: I think, um, remote
0: control. If we look back in history, I think the first pacemaker that was implanted was um, actually by the Wizard of Oz into... Um, LAUGHTER into
3: a, a tin man. Actually, that's the thought. Because the tin man's kind of a robot, isn't he? Because he's he's,
0: he's he's a, a man. Tin in, he's a man in a suit. Beck. A,
2: a... No. <laughs> um,
0: it takes organisations an average of 191 days to identify data breaches. That's quite shocking, isn't it? Yeah. That's like six months. A year and a bit. No. <laughs> 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 Half a year. Yes.
3: Data britches. Uh, I, I bought a pair of data britches the other Lucy. day. <laughs> <laughs> These are very interesting facts, Lucy, but when do we get to the important bit? The bit where
1: I get to talk about myself for roughly three minutes. <laughs> Fine, let's get it out the way. With her own take on medical technology, please welcome to the stage, Beck Hill.
3: Uh, I got a Fitbit recently, uh, which I thought would be really, really good. I thought maybe it'd make me more healthy and that sort of thing. And I took it with me when I went on holiday and made sure that I walked everywhere. I never walk anywhere. I walked everywhere. I even went uphill. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and downhill. All the ups and downs. Oh, by the way, uphill and downhill are both seen as very, very bad things, which is insane. Like, as someone called Beck Hill, I think the only person that doesn't work for is my husband, Uphill and downhill, very good things. (laughs) And so uh, I was going, I was doing all this walking, and then um, one day I just got this really tight, horrible, heavy pain in my chest, and I couldn't breathe, and I felt really wheezy, and I felt really ill, and I Googled it. Which, of course, you should never do. And um, I checked my heart rate on my Fitbit, and it was at 125, which is worrying because I have a resting heart rate of 69. I know, years. And I was terrified, and obviously uh, I checked Google, and it it just said, uh, probs, heart attack. And so (laughs) So I went and saw a doctor and I told them about everything and they ran all these tests and then after all the tests they sat me down and they said, um, you said you are walking a lot when this happened. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went, and, and do you normally walk a lot? And I said, no, 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 no. I, like I even went uphill. And,
2: <laughs>
3: and they said, um, yeah, I, th- I think you've experienced exercise.
2: (Laughter)
3: Turns out walking a bit just tires you out. It's a bit hard to breathe sometimes. And no one told me. (laughs) Apparently exercise just hurts a bit. And I I just realised that that that's all that the Fitbit has done is just give me a slight panic attack for no reason. The only other thing it's done is I went on a ghost train for the first time earlier this year. And I'd never been on one because I'd always thought they were terrifying and in the queue I checked my heart rate and again it was in the hundreds I was so nervous and scared about this ghost train and the ghost train was so boring (laughs) that when I exited I checked my heart rate again and it was in the low
2: 60s
3: (laughs) so apparently I find ghost trains to be equal to that of meditation it was just such a calming experience The only other thing about the Fitbit is I've found that when I drink it measures the gesture of me taking a pint to my lips as a step. Which is brilliant. So I got this Fitbit thinking it would make me more healthy and instead all it's done is make me panic about exercise, find ghost trains relaxing and teach me that drinking is as good as walking. (laughs) The good thing is it'll also count claps as steps. So in order to save your lives, I'm going to let you give me a round of applause now.
2: (laughs)
0: X-Rant is not a substitute for informed medical advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor before changing your diet, taking supplements or doing weird things with the Hoover when you're home alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unless, like Harriet, you're incredibly healthy already, or like Beck and you've never watched a medical drama in your life, chances are you'll have heard the familiar beep, beep, beep of a heart monitor. That was actually a secure core van reversing, wasn't it? <laughs> Usually, this comes from an ECG, not a Jacob Rees-Mogg think tank. I did say it involved a heart. <laughs> but an electrocardiogram, which uses a sensor placed on the patient's chest to monitor the electrical activity of the heart. I got an electrocardiogram to the door the other day. <laughs> Isn't that an email? Yeah. <laughs> Some runners use the same technology to measure their heart rate, using a cut-down version of an ECG held in place using a smart bra.
3: I have a smart bra as well. (laughs) I use it for all the formal occasions. How is it? How is
1: it? It's (laughs) double-breasted. Nowadays, the most common device used to monitor heart rate is the wrist monitor, which uses light to detect changes in blood flow. This technique is called optical heart rate monitoring, or more technically, PPG, which is not a posh way to ask your friend Greg if he wants the toilet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a process called photoplethysmography. Cool.
2: <laughs> Bless you.
1: <laughs> PPG sensors measure how the amount of light reflected by our body changes as blood pulses through the veins and capillaries in our skin. It then uses a tiny computer to then calculate our heart rate. The really interesting thing about PPG is that they can work using any place in the body with a suitable blood flow. <laughs> such as. <laughs> such as your toes, ears, or, yes, if you're in the right mood, clitoris or penis. <laughs> Balloon. Clip it. Clip it. <laughs>
3: It's not going to make the cut, is it?
1: <laughs> That's going to sound so natural. <laughs> Photopley <Photo-ply-hismography. laughs> Yeah, so good. Um,
0: you with your fancy medical technology, it's nothing new. It's been around for ages. So um, I'm going to talk about leeches, colon, the original nanobots. Um, I should clarify, I meant colon in the grammatical sense there rather than the anatomical sense. Um, Although, to be fair, they were probably used up there too. Uh. (laughs) It turns out that leeches, after piercing the skin, suck out our blood whilst injecting anticoagulants and anaesthetics. Go, leeches! (laughs) In medieval and early modern medicine, medical leeches, like normal leeches, but they wear little nurses' hats. (laughs) (laughs) were used to remove blood from a patient as part of a process called balancing the humours, something BBC panel shows still repeatedly (laughs) fail to do from a gender perspective. (laughs) Leeches became so popular that in 1831, Manchester Royal Infirmary were using 50,000 leeches a year. Nowadays, they've all been successfully redeployed selling private health insurance in the USA. (laughs) not only that but the people of Yorkshire liked them so much they had to build a special house to store all their medicinal leeches in this concept of leech house continued until the early 20th century until in 2001 it was revived as the basis of the hit reality TV show Celebrity Big Brother (laughs) Um, but I think the real question everyone wants to know is how much did a leech cost (laughs) to which I say what price is happiness (laughs) is there a value on health Can you truly put a cost on saving someone's life? Yes, they were about a penny each.
1: (laughs)
3: Medical technology is fascinating. I've got several books you can
1: read if you want to. Boring!
3: How about we visit the far future with my RS time machine, stock number 225-8172.
0: <laughs> Look, if, if I say please, can I come this time on the trip to the future, please? Please. No, don't worry. I'm sure we'll bump into
3: some characters who sound exactly like you, though. Uh, to the future! woo <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we've arrived in a future A&E. With no doctors. Wow, we've arrived in a A post-Brexit (laughs) A&E.
1: Quick, a robo-bed is bringing in a patient, and it's up to us to save them. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. Don't worry, Lucy, I've kissed an actor from Casualty.
0: Basically makes me a junior doctor. I'm too young to die. I'm only 92, and I don't want you two to be the last thing I see.
1: <laughs> Patient is female, 92, and sassy.
3: <laughs> Give me 40 milligrams of blood, the beepy buzzy heart thing, and a Mr. Men plaster.
2: <laughs> I
0: can see my life flashing before my eyes. Ooh. Sexy. (laughs) We're losing her. Wait
3: a second. What's this Smart Doc 3000 gadget lying on the floor? I'm going to press the big red button that says cure and hope that means people and not ham. Don't be
1: stupid, Beck. That'll (laughs) never... Patient cured.
0: Wow. I feel like I'm only 90 again. (laughs) I'm a geriatric curing genius.
1: A medical marvel. Doctor House with a ray gun. Let's get out of here before anyone else needs a doctor urgently. <coughs> I need a doctor urgently. <coughs> I've got this really bad cold. I think I'm gonna die.
0: It's like flu, but worse, because I'm a man.
1: <coughs> Sorry, flu is a viral infection, so there's nothing we can do. C cured.
0: I'm cured! Oh, but where are my car keys? C-shaped cured. Found
3: them! <laughs> Lucy, I can cure anything. I'm like Jesus, but with an Aussie accent. Good day, <laughs> men.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, doctors. I wonder if you can help. I've just shot my <clears throat> leg in a car door for a thrill f- five times. <laughs> no worries, Posho. Come over here. Patient cured. Excellent. Oh, and it's even bigger than before. (laughs) Now I can go
1: cage fighting
0: with a lion.
1: Beck, this future society is totally reliant on technology. And totally broken. Quick, help me smash up all the smart dots. So people are no longer addicted to quick fix
3: technology? I just wanted to smash stuff, but that's probably a better reason.
0: Sorry, me again. My... <clears throat> Leg fell off again uh, <laughs> when I put it in the lion's mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: and it and it bit it bit it off. Um what are you doing? Hmm. Maybe we should have told people about our plan before smashing up their medical kit.
3: Don't worry, Lucy, I've got a plan. Something 17.4 million people once taught me. When the going gets tough, vote to leave! Back to the time machine! <laughs>
1: And now it's time to check the mailbox and see what medical technologies our listeners would like to have. At AD Carter has dry eyes and forgets to put his eye drops in. He wants spectacles that fire drops into his eyes every few hours between blinks. Although he does add not while driving. He also adds, even as I'm typing this, I realized I haven't fully thought it through. But I do stand by it.
0: Well, I also have dry
3: eyes, so I completely sympathise. I like that he specified between blinks, (laughs) just in case. (laughs) We'll be no use
1: (laughs) At Graham Orris would like a device that reminds him that just because he has headphones on doesn't mean that everyone else can't hear him fart. (laughs) He added, there, I said it. (laughs) At John C.N. Harris wants a toilet time, copyright symbol, calculator. It registers the food and drink you've consumed and gives you a toilet time, copyright symbol, ETA. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a really, really good one. I, I like that one.
3: You know what, guys? All this inventorizing has given me a big idea! Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
3: <clears throat> Lucy, Harriet, members of the audience, May I present to you a brand new diagnosis app? I call it, Don't Google. <laughs> don't Google. That's right, so if you're feeling ill, simply don't Google your symptoms, and it will tell you what you need to hear. So uh, would you would you guys like to give it a try? Okay. All right, all right and let me Go just then. turn it on. All
0: right. So you need like symptoms?
3: Yeah, yeah, just tell me what's wrong with you, okay. and I'll, 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 I'll put them into the app.
0: Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Fine. Um, I'm bleeding out of my face.
1: That's normal. Oh, okay. Uh, my skin looks like bubble wrap. Cool. <laughs>
0: it's very reassuring. Um, uh, I've swallowed all my teeth.
3: <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>
1: I have a pain in the bum.
0: Stop scratching it, then. Good advice, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, my nose has fallen off.
3: It's just a flesh wound.
1: I have a headache.
3: Oh, look over there.
1: <laughs> um, my
0: bones have gone all soft. <laughs>
2: You're probably just hungry.
1: <laughs> I think I've broken a rib.
3: Have you had some water?
2: <laughs>
0: um, I'm losing my hair.
1: Uh, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost all feeling in my leg.
3: Walk it off. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. So, Lucy, would you like to invest in Don't Google? No. (laughs) Harriet, would you like to invest in Don't Google? Okay, yeah, I'll
0: invest. Uh, Audience, would you like to invest?
2: Yeah!
0: That's enough. All right, excellent, good. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh. It's interrupted. Uh, It sounds like something or someone is inside our time machine.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Ignaz Simmelweis.
0: Yes, it is I, Ignaz Semmelweis, the famous-ish Hungarian obstetrician still trying to convince everybody to wash your stupid hands.
2: <laughs>
0: Apparently it was so annoying in the mid-19th century that I had to be stopped. But I found a time machine. It's filthy in there, by the way.
2: <laughs>
0: My name has actually been lent to something called the Semmelweis Effect, A metaphor for the reflex-like tendency to reject new evidence or new knowledge because it contradicts established norms, beliefs, or paradigms. Story of my life, am I right? (laughs)
2: And
0: story of my death. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You won't believe this, guys, but I must believe my eyes and my eyes are telling me that we could save some lives if we as obstetricians made some observations and not rely solely on our manly intuitions. Wait, hear me out before you beat me to death. Hear me out, let me make some suggestions. So, you know that our success rate is low and that the death rate is higher than it should be for mothers and their babies. It looks really bad, and you know, it's really a little bit sad. What are we doing wrong compared to the midwives, lads? I mean, their numbers are much better than ours. Wait, wait, hear me out before you beat me to death. Hear me out, let me make some suggestions. (laughs) So, you you know that thing we do that the midwives do not do? Pee standing up. Good no, but not not that. We do something else too, like autopsies, for example, from which maybe a sample of the disease the person died of is transferred as a living one via scalpel. Alright, alright, I know it sounds ridiculous, but hear me out before you beat me to death. Hear me out, let me make some suggestions Oh... Uh, to this ultimate confusion, I think the answer is ablution. We need to wash our tools and hands in a chlorine-line solution. I know it sounds insane, but there's a voice inside my brain which says the problem is something like... Oh, I don't know. Germ theory hasn't been invented yet. Um, like an invisible stain. Oh, I don't know. Hear me out before you beat me to death with your filthy hands. Hear me out before you beat me so hard I get sepsis and die, which is a very ironic way for me to die considering my field of expertise. <laughs> actually what happened? <laughs> uh, was it something about the way I said it? Is it because I can't do my own accent?
2: How could my colleagues
0: just refuse to get it? In spite of all the evidence I mean, come on <laughs> Were they really so insulted that all progress in this area was halted? Until Louis Pasteur came along Well, he was very charismatic Is it because I insist on singing my hypotheses at them? (laughs) No, it can't be that I have a great voice Is it because I keep trying to rhyme death with suggestions? (laughs) No, it can't be that I guess I'll never know because they put me in the asylum and beat me into silence And that was the last of Ignaz Semmelweis Dead
1: So what have we all learnt today? Something about leeches Well I've learnt that we could be in for a very interesting future Okay then, why not give us your forecast Sean Lloyd Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Dr Lucy Rogers! Let me transport you to the future. The year is 2176 and humans have perfected artificial organs. They're so ubiquitous that you can even buy them from vending machines that you find on every street corner. Press A1 for a packet of cigarettes. A2, some luxury cigars. A3, a new pair of lungs. (laughs) Given their multiple daily interactions with humans, vending machines now double up as robo-doctors, able to diagnose most problems, such as obesity, caused by vending machines that you find on every street corner. And after smashing your nose against the glass for the 15th time to guess what's inside, it politely suggests that you may need a new set of eyes. So you head to your nearest eye booth and it sprays anaesthetic into your eyes and turns out the lights so you can't see what's about to happen next. Thrash metal songs drown out the slurps and the squidges of your retinas before they are extracted. (laughs) And new robo lenses are superglued to your optic nerve. To calibrate them, you simply blink at all the photos in the Daily Mail that show women in a positive and empowering light. (laughs) Hint: It's still none of them. You walk past a queue of people having their tickers replaced at a charity shop. It's the British Heart Foundation. (laughs) Need better smelling arms? Well, why not head over to the body shop? Slowly, organ by organ, limb by limb, you become a cyborg. Until one day, your brain finally fails. Is this the end? No, Raspberry Pis now have a huge inbuilt memory. So you pick one up online, upload everything you know via USB 6.0, and visit a hairdresser for a quick trim and brain swap. Hang on, I hear you say, because I've got very good hearing thanks to my (laughs) robo-ears. What about the real you? Your essence of being? Won't that be lost? No. Ever since scientists discovered your soul is located in a freckle behind your left ear, you've been backing it up to the cloud daily. (laughs) Which means, in a way, a part of you is already in digital heaven. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my forecast for the future of medical technology.
3: And with that, we've reached the end of the show! (laughs) Everyone's sad except for one woman in the front row. (laughs) Please stop! (laughs) But it's just time for some listener messages. Yay! Brian from Brighton emailed to ask if medical scientists have
1: found a cure for amnesia. I
0: don't know. I don't,
1: I, don't know. know. Here we go. I don't know, Brian. Harry from Hastings writes, my Fitbit keeps telling me to do steps. H is a bit reluctant, but the others are well up for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he
1: so would be, wouldn't he? <laughs>
3: We go. Brian from Brighton has emailed to ask if medical scientists have found a cure for amnesia.
0: <laughs> Rick from Wakefield writes in to say After I lost my arm, oh God, my doctor suggested bioprinting a new limb, but I have sensitive skin, so I'm waiting for the non bio version.
1: <laughs>
3: and finally, Brian from Brighton emailed to ask if medical scientists have found a cure
1: for amnesia. <laughs> So there we have it. I've invented a new category of heart rate monitor. I've made some very important points about hygiene. And I'm off to go count my pints. i mean steps.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. And we look forward to exercising your ears when you listen to the new episode of The Design Spark Podcast. Yeah.
0: The Design Spark Podcast starred Lucy Rogers, Beck Hill and Harriet Brain. It was written by the cast, with additional material from Stu Cooper, Stephen Mulwinnie, and Daniel Page. Catherine Brinkworth wrote the sketch, and Matthew Timms, Tony Madison, and Mark Granger, the listener messages. The show was a wide at the Chicken production, recorded live at the Rosemary Branch Theatre by Andy Partington from Swift Professional Audio. Becky Singh was creative consultant, the script editor was Stu Cooper, and the executive producer, Daniel Page. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes and tell your friends.